What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the awards for the 2020-2021 season in the NBA. We're going to be discussing who wins MVP, who wins Rookie of the Year, who wins Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, etc., etc. Um, we're a day out. We're a day out of the 2020-2021 NBA season, December 22nd, and it's currently December 21st. Um, I can't believe it's already here. It, it is insane to me to think that only a month and a half ago in October, we were watching the NBA Finals, and this is probably the earliest we've ever had um, a season come back. I mean, guys have only been resting for about a month and a half, unless you were one of the people that weren't invited to the bubble. I think that's going to be a huge advantage for people, especially for my MVP list. I'm doing top 10. Um, for you know Rookie of the Year and others, we do top 5, top 3 only, um, and others like that, but... For MVP, it's top 10 just simply based off the fact that there's so many people that could come out and just go crazy. Steph Curry being one of those who's had so much time to rest, so much time to get back to his grind and get fully healthy. Where there's others like LeBron James where you still have to have him on this list. But then again, year 18, age 35, turning 36. I mean, only having a month and a half of rest. I know he's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. But that's, that's not going to be easy for him. That's really not going to be easy. And we're not saying, oh, these are just regular games he was playing a month and a half ago. He was in the finals working his ass off, facing off against a young Miami Heat team with Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's going to be intense. It's going to be intense to see how much time he actually plays, if he does load management, if he, you know, God forbid, gets injured or something along those lines. It, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting season, only 72 games, but we love to see it. It's better than nothing. We saw the MLB take a huge chunk of their season away they had 162 games traditionally i believe they only had about 60 to 62 this year so we love to see that it's only taken away 10 games it's going to be fine we love to see it uh, i'm not sure exactly when playoffs would start but i imagine sometime between if it's starting in december probably sometime in may um late may but probably late april at earliest at earliest no way it's any earlier than that but um yeah, I can't wait to dive into this. First, we're going to start off with the MVPs and how I think that's going to play out. Uh, we're going to start off with the Dallas Maverick himself, Luka Doncic. He is, without a doubt, my number one MVP candidate for the 2021 season. He's he's just made such huge leaps. And I know the stats. There are other players that have increasingly stats, but this isn't just about the stats. You saw that with Giannis Antetokounmpo winning the award in 2020, just simply based off the fact that what he could do for his team and what he brought to the team. Without him, what happens? You saw that against the um, Miami Heat when he went down and they built the wall against him or when he got injured, he rolled his ankle or whatever did happen. Um, you saw they just, they folded. They folded. Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, those guys weren't getting it done. Um, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Korver, that, that's, it's just not realistic. Um, so to just give the award to James Harden because he has the best stats, because he's dropping like 40 a game, um, it's just ridiculous what Luka Doncic brings to this team um, and what he brings to the NBA. I truly believe he's going to be one of the best guards in the league for the next decade. I mean, maybe not the best, but he's going to be top three. No, no question about it. Uh, if we're just looking based off his stats, last year he had 28 points per game, about 29, uh, 28.8. 8.8 assists and like 9.4 rebounds and 31% from three. He had a solid season and I and you saw him that buzzer beater against the Clippers. He is getting more confident in his shot. He does not need to be close to the rim. He is ready to full out just chuck half court shots. And I truly believe 
he can be a Damian Lillard type of shooter. I mean, he can just shoot it from wherever he wants. Or, you know, I wouldn't go as far to say as a Steph Curry, um, but he could definitely be a Dame type guy where he just has so much range that he could, and so much confidence that he can just knock him down. It's all about confidence. I truly do believe that. Um, you see that with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They just, you know, ice cold veins. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you, you either choke or you don't, and you put in the work and you see what you get production. I mean, that's just the facts. Um, Luka Doncic, without a doubt, is probably the best international player we've ever seen, um, in my opinion. There are people that say no to that, and there are others that hey, oh, well, what about Dirk Nowinski and, and other guys like that? And I'm just like, you know, I'm not sold. I, I just think there's so much more, um, what is the word? There's so much more possibility with Luka. There's so much more potential with Luka that I think he can honestly do anything in this game. He can play the one, he can play the two. You You can honestly debate that he's top five in either of those positions. I mean, it's just, he is solid. And there, there's just no question about it that I, I, I do not think he would digress. Decre- um, sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, decrease in value or anything like that, just because, you know, he got a little bit of injury towards the end of the year. I just think he's going to come back stronger and, he, and he's going to be even better, if not an MVP. Um, number two, obviously, the reigning champ, two-time uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I mean champ for the award, not for in general. Um, <laughs> 29 points, five, or 56 assists, or whoa, sorry, 5.6 assists and about 13 rebounds a game um, for Giannis Antetokounmpo. One defensive player of the year, one MVP, one MVP the year prior. I mean, there's no question that if this man could get a three-point shot confidently um, and it can just go in maybe 35, 40% of the time, I mean, they, they could win it all. They honestly could. And I don't care if you're a Lakers fan, if you're a LeBron fan, and you know, oh, they can't compete. They, they definitely could. It's just solely based on Giannis. Giannis is what's keeping the Bucks back right now. He's also what's keeping them in, and that's what's interesting. He is the reason they are as good as they are, but there's an also there's an argument made that in the playoffs, once they build that wall around him and he can't shoot perimeter shots or he can't shoot from three, I mean... It's kind of it kind of reminds me of Michael Jordan in a sense of once Michael Jordan realized he couldn't beat the bad boy Pistons because he didn't have the strength because he didn't have um, the size he got in the gym and he worked and then he came back and then he dogged out he balled out I mean it was insane. And I think Giannis has to take that same mentality and realize, you know, you don't have to be swole. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the room because at the end of the day, people can make game plans for that. Defenses can make game plans to build around that. I mean, you saw that with the wall against the Miami Heat. And you can say, oh, well, if he didn't get injured, they would have won. I mean, that you can say that, but they definitely wouldn't have beat LeBron. They definitely wouldn't have won the finals. And honestly, once he gets that three-point shot, the wall is useless. And they still have guys like, um, who do they just trade for? They have, uh, excuse me, um, Chris Middleton. They got uh, True Holiday. Yeah, uh, Kyle Korver, I believe, is still on the team. Brooke Lopez. They got a squad. They got a pretty nice squad. They almost got Bogdan Bogdanovich, but they opened their big mouths. And uh, I believe they just got a penalty for tampering or something like that. Got their second round pick taken away. But Giannis, honestly, with a three-point shot, which I believe he can manifest, um, is definitely, once again, going to be your MVP candidate. He's definitely my runner-up in number two. Number three is James Harden, whether he is on the 76ers, which if you watch my D-Rose uh, Trade Destinations video, it's one of my first uh, videos, if I'm not mistaken, 
Um, I did say James Harden to the 76ers would be interesting, especially if they trade for Derrick Rose midseason. Um, but regardless of where he goes, if it's the Nets, if he stays in Houston, uh, Miami, wherever he ends up, I truly do believe James Harden is without a doubt a stat man. He is going to put up amazing stats. He is probably one of the best scorers in the league right now. Uh, he can do it all. Without a doubt. I mean, if we look at his stats right now from 2019-2020 season, uh, 34 points per game, 7 assists, 2018, 36, uh, 36 points per game, 2017, 30 points per game. I mean, this man was just balling out without a question. And he still is. The beard. I mean, he looks a little out of shape right now, but I think that's just him trying to um, force his way out of Houston. There's no question about it with Westbrook gone that he wants to stay. And it's just, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with him because I don't see um, a lot of the trade packages that I'm really liking. I would just honestly ride it out, try to make him comfortable, uh, see what he can do with Cousins and John Wall if they remain healthy. Because that's a squad. It's a decent squad if they're healthy. Boogie Cousins looks great. He looked great against the Bulls. Um, so did John Wall. I mean, we'll have to see. But I'm really excited to see what James Harden has to bring for this year. No matter what team he's on, he's fun to watch. No question about it. Um, number four, and people are going to give me a lot of hate for this for putting him over LeBron James, Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant is anything of what he used to be, you cannot forget this man. Now, James Harden, I believe, is the second best scorer in the league. Top two, He's two or three. But Kevin Durant is number one, and we can't ignore that. Whether you like, uh, whether you like KD or not, you have to respect his game. You have to respect that this man is over seven feet tall. This man can shoot. This man can dunk. This man can shoot from anywhere on the court, and he's going to knock it down. And no one can guard him. It's just a fact. If we go back to his 2018 year, he was averaging 26 points a game, uh, six assists, and six rebounds with three all-stars on the team, three Hall of Famers on the team with him. He's still averaging those points, and he's not even the number one ball handler. I mean, you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they had uh, Boogie Cousins, but I don't really remember him doing anything. I think he got injured. Um, anyways, Kevin Durant coming back and getting fed by guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyrie Irving, and just so many others on this team being coached by someone like Steve Nash who understands how to use big men like this because he's co or he's uh, been a part of teams with people like that. I mean, he's played amongst the best. He's played against some of the best scorers. He's played with some of the best scorers. He was on the same team as Kobe Bryant. He's going to understand how he's played against Michael Jordan. He's going to understand how to utilize KD to his max potential and he's going to let KD be KD and I think that's the greatest thing. Um, I, pr I'm, I wasn't the biggest KD fan. I really wasn't when he went to the Warriors, as were most people. They were very upset. Um, but once I said, you know what, maybe I look at the bigger picture. Maybe it was a business decision. Maybe it was him just wanting to finally get that chip. You can't blame this man for that. And I can't disregard his game just because I don't like his business decisions. Um, so at the end of the day, KD is number four for MVP candidate. No question about it. If you got an argument about it, um, I'd love to hear about it. Comment somewhere. DM me. Um, but honestly, I can't see anybody making a, making a case that why KD isn't top five um, for MVP candidate. Number five, obviously, LeBron James at age 35. Last year, averaged 25 points per game, 10 assists, and 7.8 rebounds. I mean, there's just no question about it. You just won the finals. You put this team together. You're one of the greatest of all time. Top three without question. Um, I mean, you can debate it, but I mean, when it's all said and done, he will be the all-time scorer. Excuse me. Um, and it's just 
there's just no debating it. And I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Even if he does do load management this year, I believe he still could win the award. If he just misses about maybe five to ten games um, spread out throughout the year, you know, not all at once, but like a lot of people think he's going to miss the first month. I don't realistically see him doing that. I just think um, that wouldn't benefit him because he would come back even more rusty. I do think he's going to just sporadically um, decide what games he's not going to play. Maybe towards the end you won't see him play as much so he can rest before the playoffs. Um, I think that would make more sense than just him missing the first month of the season. Um, even though there are guys like Taylor Horton Tucker and, and um, Anthony Davis and, and so many other floor facilitators that I think can run the ball um, very well and Dennis Schroeder to a very high level. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be fine. I definitely think he's going to be in the conversation because, like I said, they just won the championship. Um, that means, leads me to number six, who's also on the Lakers, um, Anthony Davis. And how can you can say, how can you have two MVPs on one team, Kobe and Shaq? Um, Without a question, I mean, that answers it right there. There's Wade and LeBron. I mean, we've seen this before, you know what I mean? Um, excuse me. Um, there's just there's just so many good talent around this team. You've had Curry and KD, and it just you just can't make that argument anymore that two of the greatest players in the league can't be on the same team. One of them has to be better than the other. Not necessarily. I mean, they all play to each other's strengths. I think Anthony Davis averaging 26 points per game, three assists, and 9.3 rebounds. And a Defensive Player of the Year nominee um, changes everything. It changes everything, especially with the defense. I mean, he's definitely one of the best in the league right now. Um, The Pelicans did a huge disservice to not only him but themselves because the fact is that Anthony Davis, we all knew who he was. We all loved his game and respected him. But the reason he wasn't getting these MVP votes was because of the team he was on. He is now in a culture. He is in an organization where it is respected. And and he is respected by not only the voters of the MVP award, but of the people in the, of the fans of the NBA. I mean, you're on the Lakers. I mean, it's something to be proud of. You're in the finals. You won a championship. You have to respect this man. He's going to get those votes, especially if LeBron does miss time and AD decides to run the, run the offense the whole year. Um, if AD doesn't miss a game and LeBron misses 5-10, to 10, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't say AD would be better at LeBron at that time. Um, not that he's a better player, but just the number one option on the team, the, the future of the franchise. LeBron is handing him the keys. Um, it's, it's without question. But honestly, I got him at number six. Um, number eight. Number eight is interesting to me because I have Damian Lillard at number eight. Damian Lillard last year had 30 points per game, eight assists, and four rebounds. The year prior, 25 points per game, 6.9 assists, which is basically seven, um, and 4.6 rebounds. Damian Lillard is without a doubt um, a top 10 point guard in this league. He carries that Portland Trailblazer team without question. Um, it's not C.J. McCollum. It's not it's not Nurkic. It's it's not any of those guys. I mean, it's not Carmelo Anthony. Without Damian Lillard, that team is not a playoff team, and I will go down saying that. I will go down arguing that they're just not. C.J. McCollum is solid. Carmelo is is what he is, um, and Nurkic and all of them are decent. But it's without Dame, that team's not making the playoffs. That's why he's my dark horse. He leads that team to the playoffs every year and competes single handedly. Destroyed the OKC Thunder's whole, whole playoff contending team. I mean, th- it's to the point where they have 17 first round draft picks, and you can't name more than two players on the team. They wiped everybody after that, and you have to give him credit for that. He waved goodbye, and um, 
honestly, he's just got probably one of the most low-key game um, playing styles in the league. I mean, he's just a cold-hearted killer. I mean, you can't deny it. Um, Nuxit at number seven. I think this is going to be really interesting. Trey Young. Trey Young at number seven. Last year, he averaged twenty-six po- or 29.6 points per game, 9.3 assists, and 4.2 rebounds. Can I just explain to you that the Atlanta Hawks are going to be a solid team? If you don't know that already, if you're not into actually looking at who's on the team and who they picked up in free agency, I, it's completely understandable because... Um, a lot of people don't even know that the Bulls are sleepers for the playoffs this year. No one really, and not that they're going to be great, but they, that they could make it. They've made roster adjustments. They made um, front office and, and head coaching decisions. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But a lot of people don't understand how good the Atlanta Hawks are going to be. Um, Danilio Gallinari. They have Bogdan Bogdanovic. They have, um, and the good one. Um, Rojan Rondo. Chris Dunn. Uh, he was one of the best defensive players on the Chicago Bulls last year. Um, probably one of the better ones amongst point guards, but he, you just, Cam Reddish, you have Clint Capella, and now you have Trey Young, who's, I mean, he's just a walking bucket. If this man can play any type of defense this year, which being mentored by guys like Chris Dunn, simply for defense, not all around, um, I think is going to be the best thing for him, especially with Rondo as well. I know Rondo's in a little bit of trouble right now for some stuff that went down in LA. I hope that all gets worked out. Um, nothing, I hope it's nothing too serious. You'd hate to see that. Um, but it's just going to be really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see him being mentored. I mean, Rondo's a legend. You're you're a future legend and you're being mentored by a legend. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, it's very rare that it actually gets to happen. And, and that person is still being productive. I mean, Rondo just won a championship. He was a big part of that offense, um, that, that bench unit. It'll be really interesting. It'll be really interesting to see uh, Trey Young be productive and, and be that playoff contender that we all know he can be. Him and Luka. Uh, got traded for each other. The Hawks uh, had Luka and the Mavericks had uh, Trey Young and they made a swap. Who won that deal? We'll never really know until um, they both start making the playoffs and see how deep they can lead their roster. And honestly, um, right now, if we're looking roster to roster, I think Trey Young has the upper hand. Luka, I think, is the better overall player uh, without question. I think he has the more upside to him. But Trey Young's game speaks for itself. And with this roster, I don't know how far they could go, but they could go the distance. They also got a... Who's that draft pick they got? Let me look it up for you. Um, they drafted somebody in the 2020 draft that I thought was really solid. Was it Isaac Okoro? I don't know. Um, I got it right here for you. Stand by. All right. The 2020 drafts and be... Oh, I had it right here. Dude, come on. Um, it was honestly though, it was one of the it was one of the more interesting picks for them. I do remember that. It was something you really kinda oh, they have Collins as well. Dude, this team is kinda stacked. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Onika Okongwa with the sixth overall pick. Yeah, I mean he can play the center position or he could play the uh power forward position. I mean it's just gonna be really interesting to see how deep this team is and how they utilize all these people. I mean you got your number six overall pick coming off bench, getting productive minutes because of your starters are actually pretty solid. If you looked at this team from the last year, Oniko Okongwa would be starting right now. But with Bogdan Bogdanovich being a great three-point shooter, I mean, and, and, and Daniello Gallinari, I mean, Trey uh, Young is just going to feed them. And it's going to be his assists. I, I guarantee you he has about 13 assists a game average. Um, no question about it. But that's my number seven. Or that's... 
I believe that's my number eight. Um, number nine. Number nine is a sleeper. Not a lot of people are talking about him. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is someone really interesting. Um, I think nobody's talking about it simply because it's the same situation as Trey Young, whereas he took a huge leap from his rookie year to his sophomore year. Um, he averaged. 23.8 points per game, 4.2 assists, and 6.1 rebounds. And that was without Zion Williamson playing all the games. I mean, Zion only played about 20 to 24 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you could argue that, oh, well, he was the main part of the offense, so that's why he's got, he got all those uh, opportunities. But at the same time, with Zion fully healthy, with Lonzo Ball, with Eric Bledsoe, with J.J. Redick, um, and just so many others on this roster. They also have Steven Adams now, so he won't have to be in the paint trying to get rebounds as much anymore. He can just focus on his game. Um, he's 6'7". This man can dunk from anywhere on the court. He can shoot threes like nothing. This man, I think, is such a huge sleeper, especially getting fed by someone as great as Alonzo Ball when it comes to assists. It's just going to be a huge game changer for not only um, for his game, but for the Pelicans as well, who I think are going to make the playoffs. I mean, they have a solid unit. There's no question about it. It's it's going to be a great season for the um, New Orleans Pelicans. And honestly, I was really waiting for AD to either re-sign with the Lakers or say no. Because if he would have returned, it would have been insane. But I know that was a pipe dream. But it would have been a huge finesse too. But my number 10. Number 10, I'm a diehard Jimmy Butler fan. Diehard Jimmy Butler fan. No doubt about it. Um... I also respect Kawhi Leonard's game. Paul George at some point was an MVP candidate. But at number 10, I had to put Steph Curry. I had to put Steph Curry. There's no question about it. I don't even really need to read you his stats. But I will just because of the fact that now that Clay is gone. And now, I mean, if you look at his 2019-2020 stats, he only averaged 20 points a game. Um, but he only played five games. So we can't really count that. 2018... Um, he played 69 games. He averaged 27. If you really go back, though, you look at his 2015 season before KD and all that, he averaged 30 points a game. And now without Clay, without KD, I mean, and, and Draymond Green looking like an offensive mess. I mean, he can finally go back to his game and be what he's productive at, which is defense is a specialty, if you don't know. Um, but, I mean... I just think Steph is going to be a lot better than people think he is. And he's going to be able to take those shots that he used to. He could rack up 30 to 40 points a game um, solely based off the fact that his number two option in reality is either James Wiseman or um, Kelly Oubre. And and you could say Andrew Wiggins might come off. I mean, he might be solid. He might be better than what he was. But I just I don't see him being um, a number two option. So I, I truly do think Steph Curry is going to be taking the majority of the shots. Um as always, but I think that definitely makes him an MVP candidate, especially if he can sneak them into the playoffs for like the eighth or the seventh seed. I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Losing Clay was a huge blow, but I truly do believe losing Clay helps Steph's case that he is the leader of the uh, Warriors team and that he always was. He just knew how to play his role once KD came, once Clay got better. Um, it, it's just the facts. Now, that's my top 10. If you want me to read the list back to you, um, in this order, it's Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, Kevin Durant, um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Brandon Ingram, um, and then Steph Curry. There's no doubt about it. And honorable mentions, Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. You may not put up the stats every night that looks like um, MVP numbers, but you led that team to the finals without question. And you're one of the best defenders in the league. Um, 
One of, not the, but um, it's arguable. Then you got guys like Kawhi Leonard, same case. I mean, any team you go to, you win a championship. The Clippers has yet to be seen, but we hope you can. Um, you hope we hope you bounce back. The team is a little more a little more revamped. Um, Doc Rivers is gone. We put up or shut up, bro. I mean, it, it's just thick facts. I mean, I feel like Doc Rivers got fired for no reason when it was really him and PG's fault. But it is what it is. Um, we'll have to see how that works out. There's others as well, but you know. Um, next up, next award, we're going to talk about Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year award, I'm only doing five. I'm not really going to dive deep into them. I'm going to explain who these guys are, who they play for, and why I think this. Um, I'm going to have a couple honorable mentions. I just think it's it's too early to tell. So right now, I would say Denny of Dia is, um, is my possible number one candidate for Rookie of the Year. Because my thing is with Denny of Dia, he's on the Washington Wizards. He's the number one floor facilitator. Um, in Israel, I believe, when he was on, when he was, uh, overseas. But my thing is with him, he can definitely do that with the bench unit and still be a, um, a rookie of the year. I mean, the man can get easy minutes, especially if Russell Westbrook, um, needs load management or isn't, you know, if he just gets injured again, then this man's been getting hit with the injury bug. It seems every single year at one point or another. So Denny of Dia actually could get big minutes if, um, you know, how they decide to use him. I mean, they could have him start. They could have, a, you know, they could have him and Russ try to um, take turns. But I don't know. Honestly, it's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. But Denny of Dia is my favorite rookie coming out of the draft. Um, number two, I have Anthony Edwards. And Anthony Edwards for this point only. Um, he's on the better team than LaMelo Ball. I have LaMelo Ball at three. I think LaMelo Ball is going to be better than Anthony Edwards because he has a better work ethic. Um, Anthony Edwards doesn't really seem like he cares that he's there. He doesn't really care for the championship. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he said if the NFL called him right now, he would run to the NFL um, and quit basketball forever. But at the end of the day, I mean, LaMelo Ball just looks better. But Anthony Edwards has Carl Anthony Towns. He has Ricky Rubio. He has um, um, D'Angelo Russell and just so many more guys than uh, LaMelo Ball has. I mean, LaMelo Ball has... Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, and uh, Malik Monk, and Gordon Hayward is injured now. So we're going to have to see what happens with that. I Like I said, LaMelo Ball at three if you weren't, you know, if you weren't listening to my ramble. But I think LaMelo Ball will be one of the best in the draft. I think he definitely could. But because the team is going to be horrible, um, I doubt it. I really do. Um, number four, Patrick Williams in the same place he was drafted in the NBA, in the NBA draft. Um, this is not me being a biased Bulls fan. This is me just putting down the facts. I believe by midseason, Otto Porter Jr. will be traded and Patrick Williams will get the remainder of the starts of the year if he's not going to be starting already. Um, he's one of the better defenders coming out of the league and he's looked solid offensively. We knocked him a little bit because we weren't sure of that, but he's holding his own and he looks good. Uh, there's no question about it. Patrick Williams at number four. Um, number five is Cole Anthony out of UNC's on the Magic. Cole Anthony just gave LaMelo uh, Ball work. He has other guys like Markel Fultz that he's working with, Aaron Gordon and others. I think he's definitely a sleeper. He's definitely someone that um, no one really paid attention to in the draft. I was a big UNC guy. I'm also a Clemson Tiger guy. But um, I just love Cole Anthony's game. And I, I think if it wasn't for him being injured at UNC, he definitely would have been a top 10 draft pick. Um, there's other honorable mentions like Aaron Nesmith, but I just don't know how the Boston Celtics will utilize him because they're a little packed um, already at the at the starting positions. 
Um, there's other guys like James Wiseman. I just think, I don't know. Um, we haven't really seen much from James Wiseman other than you're big. I mean, that's really it. Um, he didn't really play that much in college, and that's that's honestly on him. Um, for whatever happened, there was some scandal or something happened, and then he opted out. I mean, it was just a lot. Um, there's a lot to read up on that, so you can do your own digging. I'm not going to get into that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we just haven't seen that much from him. He looks solid. I think he's going to be great, especially getting lobs from Steph Curry and Kelly Oubre. But at the end of the day, I just don't – I don't see it. Uh, I don't see him beating out guys like LaMelo just because you're seven foot two or whatever you are. Um, solid player. I just don't see it. Uh, most improved player of the year. I really – I only have a couple guys for this. There's only two um, that really, really came to mind for me. Actually, I'll, I'll say three. I'll say three. Um, number one. And I think he's actually going to take the cake is Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. last year only averaged um, 9.3 points per game, only played 55 games. But he looks solid. He is a solid player. You saw that kind of happen in the bubble um, where he was emerging as a star. But I think it's something that it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to come from, from the beginning of the season. You're really going to have to see him progress and continue to develop. I think he's definitely going to be... Um, an amazing asset to the Denver Nuggets, and I can't wait to see him flourish uh, sooner. I think he can probably average about um, somewhere between maybe like 17 to 22 points per game this year. I mean, that's somewhere somewhere around that ballpark. Um, Next up is Zion Williamson, and I think he could possibly get this award simply even though he averaged 22 points per uh, per game, 6.2 assists and and 6.2 rebounds. Um, he only played 24 games. So I think fully healthy, Eric Bledsoe, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, Steven Adams, all these guys. You don't have to be the big man on the floor anymore. You got Steven Adams there. Uh, Brandon Ingram is 6'7". You can play your game. You work on your shot, and I think you can definitely get most improved player of the year. Um, no question about it. And especially if you stay healthy. I mean, if you play at least 60 games, I mean, that's that's the award in itself right there. Um, number three, honestly, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray only averaged 18 points per game last year, four rebounds and four assists. Um, honestly, when he was dropping freaking like 30 to 40 points a game um, against the Clippers, I mean, Jamal Murray was balling out without question. I think Jamal Murray could top, potentially be a top 10 player in this league in the future. Is he right now? Um, I think potential-wise, yes. Um, if we're talking about... Um, ready right now i i don't think so but um we'll have to see this year will prove that and i think he's honestly going to be one of those guys this year that will definitely prove that and and continue to get better i could see him averaging um 27 to 30 points a game if they use him correctly but with michael porter jr there as well it'll be really interesting it really will um next we're going to get into probably one of my favorite guys uh kobe white kobe white is a solid addition to the chicago bulls Another UNC guy. Um, he came off the bench a lot last year, and Chris Dunn and Thomas Sederaski started, and Jim Boylan was in charge. He only averaged 13 points per game off bench, three rebounds, and 2.7 assists. But with guys like Laurie Markkinen being utilized correctly, Zach Levine coming off an amazing year, which he was snubbed of being an all-star, um, debatably. And you got guys like Patrick Williams and Wendell Carter healthy. And, and this man starting now, it's starting at the one spot. I mean... It's going to be a great season for Kobe White. I could see him averaging anywhere from 24 to 27 points per game. Or maybe not 24. Maybe I could see him averaging 17 to 24 points per game. Um, I think he's going to be a solid addition, and I can't wait to see him explode even more. Um, 
that's all I really have for that. Uh, there was one other person I was thinking of, but I, uh, John Morant. John Morant. I think he honestly he he reminds me so much of a young Derrick Rose Russell Westbrook combination. I think he averaged seventeen point eight points per game. He won Rookie of the Year, obviously. So you can't really get Most Improved Player based off that. But if he takes that big of a leap, I mean, you, there's no there's no doubt about it. Uh, we'll just have to see how he progresses and how much better he gets throughout time. Um, that's all I got for that. Coach of the year. Coach of the year, I think, could be something interesting. Chicago Bulls, Billy Donovan, one of the worst teams, going to be one of the best teams in the East. Um, that's cap. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, but if they can potentially be a playoff contender or win over 35 games to 40 games, I I just truly do believe, I mean, he could potentially win it. He, he I think he won it um, with the OKC Thunder. They had like a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs last year, and he, him and CP3 led the way, no question about it. Then they blew it up, uh, let him go, and he decided to sign with the Chicago Bulls, which I'm so happy about because this team is solid. What they needed was management, um, a correct draft pick, which I believe they potentially got in Patrick Williams. I would have liked someone like Denny Avdia, Obi Toppin as well. But um, Patrick looks solid, and, and honestly, the comparisons of a Jimmy Butler type of guy, a defense-first type of guy who can develop that offense, um, I definitely think, or a Kawhi Leonard type guy, I definitely think Patrick Williams was the move. I think Billy Donovan is going to do amazing with these guys, especially Kobe White, um, the way he used CP3, and Kobe White was in the CP3 training camps growing up. It's it's all coming together. It's all full picture. Um I also got guys like Nick Nurse, obviously Doc Rivers in in um, um in Philadelphia now, and and you got to give it to Frank Vogel, um, I believe that's how you say his name, isn't it? Yeah, Frank Vogel, um, without question, is going to be one of them as well. But I also love, without a doubt, the one and only, um, Miami Heat coach. He is. Eric Spolstra, I believe is how you say it. Um, I, I always mess up how to say names. Um, but he is, without a doubt, one of the greatest coaches in the league right now. Led that Jimmy Butler uh, rookie team to the finals. Kept them kept them in control. We love to see it. I mean, there's no doubt about it that he is going to be one of the top uh, head coaches again. It, it's all about records. It's all going to be about, at the end of the day, who is the better team. Um, that's all I really got for you guys today. Can't wait to get into the NBA season tomorrow. Feels like it's been forever, even though it's only been a month and a half. Um, I think it's just harder because football, as much as I love it, is the only sport on TV right now. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to get into it. So go Bulls, go Heat, go Pistons, go Luca. Uh, I'm only saying go Pistons and go Heat for Jimmy Butler and Derrick Rose. Uh, if you get what I'm going with, but go Bulls. Hope you guys all have an amazing night. Thank you for all the love and support. It has meant the world to me in these. Uh, past few weeks, the love and support I got from the Kobe Bryant tribute video, which I think was one of my greatest uh, podcasts of all time. Um, And I can't wait to make more. I'm hoping if you're still listening, I will be making the uh, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate coming out in the next few weeks. Going to be really excited to watch that. I'm doing all my research for my LeBron fans. I'm going to, I'm going to make you guys proud. I'm pretty good with the, uh, with the Michael Jordan stuff, but I'm going to continue to do research on that. How many Hall of Famers he played against, how many Hall of Famers he had compared to LeBron. How many Hall of Famers LeBron played against, and et cetera, and et cetera. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out, and I hope you guys are staying safe and have a happy, happy holidays.